this is Sandy Johnson from Halloween, and you're listening to Horror Homeschool. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How you doing, Ashley? Good. Woke up a little, feeling a little under the weather, but I think it's because of the weather. It got cool all of a sudden. And so my, I think it's allergies, to be honest, but I do have a sore throat, so I'm just, you know, going to keep an eye on it. How are you? Yeah, much the same, really. Like, I'm feeling pretty shitty, but I've had a pretty full-on week, so... I'm just kind of lagging at this point. Um, well, you had a busy day yesterday too, right? You went to the pumpkin patch? Yeah, well, of course. It was first day of spooky season. So, of course, we had to go straight to the pumpkin patch on opening day. <laughs> We're giving away our recording day here, I suppose. But um, That's okay. Yeah, so I think we a, have before, so who cares? <laughs> it's, it's officially um, spooky season, so that's that's great. I mean, yeah, happy October, everybody. Happy October, Ashley. <laughs> yes happy october it's um, october i uh real quick the other day um when we had <coughs> um excuse me we watched hocus pocus 2 and wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh when i had my That's friends over i was podcast. like yeah i know <laughs> i was like are we gonna count down to october 1st like it's the new year <laughs> <laughs> you totally should have done <laughs> Honestly, like, why don't people uh, do up... that? I mean, it's surely it's more exciting than it turning a new year. It turns yeah, October. Like, way we more missed exciting. we missed midnight because we were still watching movies and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Let's make that a thing. A Hall- an October. All right, countdown. let's do it. Yeah, let's start it. Um. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm good. I've had a busy week, busy weekends. Went to the pumpkin patch yesterday. Uh. So then we decorated the house when we came home. Got all that spookied up. Then we watched Hotel Transylvania. Nice. And we made like homemade pizza and we actually got some corn from the farm that we got the pumpkins from. So it was like super fresh and really good. We put put corn on pizza. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys think that's fucking weird, don't you? Uh, I think that's fucking disgusting. (laughs) Honestly, it's such a common thing over here to have sweet corn on pizza. And I I would try it. No, I really, I would try it. Um, I'm not a huge corn fan. Like, I don't actively seek it out but last night we went to this like thai like thai street food place and they had um like deep fried um corn i guess it was just like like a corn on the cob no it wasn't corn on the cob it was like a fritter i guess hmm. like a corn fritter and i I'm ate it, it was big, pretty good quite a big fan of corn um not the not it's the bad. corn <laughs> Well, you know what's funny, right? Slight 
it's like tangent already. So that little thing you did, I wouldn't have understood that reference until my son treated me to an amazing rendition of that song whilst we were in the corn maze yesterday. Because like <laughs> we're running through and like we pulled off this corn. And he was like, it's corn. And then started singing it. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, it's this song. It's this song. Let me show it to you. And he oh my pulled God, up his phone. I hadn't heard of it. Well, I don't have TikTok. I don't go on YouTube. Like, <sighs> you know, I'm really fucking old, man. So <laughs> I have to get my kids to educate me with these things, these trending the things. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was my corn education yesterday. And then I guess I've got to educate him on the band corn now. That's my duty. Oh, yeah, old, for old sure. Um, You're like, listen, Aiden, here you go. You get to listen to Freak on a Leash. A, I'll sing you a corn song. <laughs> yeah, Kevin didn't know what the song was either. And then I showed it <laughs> to him. Old, it had already yeah. been out for like two weeks. So I showed it to him and he like, we would just go throughout the house singing it. And I was like the typical like old parent when he was showing it to me. I was like, so who is this boy? Do you, do you know him? <laughs> like... <laughs> What what is this? I said, what's the context of this? He's like, it's just corn, the corn song. I was like, but why? Why is it? Like, I don't understand. He was like, I don't know. It's just funny. I'm like, okay. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! <laughs> Honestly, I'm just so out of I am just picturing this whole scenario in we my were, head right now and it's like, making me we, die okay stood in the corn maze with no one around it was like fucking children of the corn like something out of signs like because it was mm. actually quite scary because we ended up getting lost in there it's so easy i've to never do. been in a corn maze easy to do man because you go in thinking oh like you know it's a piece of piss you're not gonna get lost but once you get distracted and you're just walking around talking you kind of lose your sense of direction because you literally can't see anything you know it's like because it's oh so my tall God, that sounds terrifying but yeah. i think our local quote-unquote pumpkin patch for those that don't know texas has pumpkin patches but we literally ship the pumpkins into texas i was, I was and... actually telling aiden about this yesterday because i was explaining <laughs> about how in america they have pumpkin patches but it's not like like we literally go to a on farm. the vine pull it from the ground like yeah just like and the the vines like all spiky i was like spiking my fingers trying to snap it off the ground yesterday yeah like washington like, has it so that i've been to a real pumpkin patch but um places in america that can't that obviously don't have the climate it, is that what it is yes well i mean it's so fucking hot here have like a field or just like a place where you just roll your pumpkins onto the ground and people just go and pick them up <laughs> that's exactly what you do he found it so funny. He was like, but but it's not a pumpkin patch, then, is it? I was like, well, not really. No. It's just a field with pumpkins on the ground. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you've got to make do with what you got. I mean, you know, yeah. make it spooky. Anyways. Yeah, so we're here to talk about Jennifer's body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, <laughs> I know you tuned in for, you know, a movie, but we're talking about pumpkin patches. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, carrying on our good for her season. We're going to be talking about Jennifer's body. Um, as usual, a disclaimer for anyone that hasn't seen this movie, we will be talking about it in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, pause this, go and check out the movie, come back and listen to us. Or if you don't care, just carry on. Um, another disclaimer. Don't, don't yell at us. 
Another disclaimer, well, yeah, don't don't yell at us if you don't like the podcast. We're not movie critics. We're not claiming to be professional movie critics. We're not giving you um, an educated discussion about this movie. We are just two... We're just two idiot dudes <laughs> just talking about movies. You're literally... What you're hearing right now is literally just a conversation we're having on the phone. We don't think of this as like a show or a podcast, really. We're just... Yeah. This is just our conversation we're recording for you. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? But I feel like a lot of them um, have some sort of, like, you can learn from them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, they're so trying ironic, to teach something. It? Considering we are called Horror Homeschool and it's very tongue-in-cheek, I'm yeah. schooling you or whatever. This is very loosely based. And we do kind of give a bit of education. We've got some trivia for you. Um, that's so that, true. That's the little thread tying back to the title of the show amongst other things but yeah disclaimer if you want an educated um in-depth uh review then go and listen to something else we're just going to talk about what we think about it as people and horror fans <laughs> so just two noobs yeah so that's that let's talk about the movie so jennifer's body came out in 2009 it is written by Diablo Cody, who also wrote Juno, which I never actually saw. Oh, no? Um, I love no. it. it. It was very critically acclaimed, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah. Um, yeah, Elliot Page did, like, a fantastic job in that movie, too. Like, he was hilarious. <laughs> um, but Michael Sarah is also in that movie, and he... Uh, there's just... Like, I have this weird love-hate relationship with Michael Sarah, so I was really, like... It's a good movie, but I would recommend it. It's just a silly rom-com, you know, that mid-2000s indie, like... Yeah, see, everything about that just sounds horrendous to me. Like, Well, that's because the mid-2000s were the most cringe. It was just terrible. I I don't know, man. I feel like between 2003 to, like, 2018, like, it just was really cringy, just... Yeah horrible style stuff but but this movie really twee to me i was just like that's not my yeah that's the word i i didn't even know that's what it was called until like literally recently and i was like because everybody's like oh the twee age is coming back and i'm like the the fuck is that and i look it up and i was like man i loved that style okay (laughs) i loved it oh tumblr no, no, no. (laughs) No, no no i mean i liked the girl style like the tights and the skirts and the collars and stuff like that as far as like the cringe stuff i probably did a little but you know it wasn't i don't know yeah it was directed by karen kasuma who directed the recent tv series yellow jackets which i still need to check out have you seen that no i haven't um i want to though i've heard it's really good and but i'm just a little i don't know i'm a little scared like i think it's isn't it supposed to be pretty kind of graphic honestly i don't really know anything about it other than it's been like raved about so i kind of want to go in blind i know it's like a horror yeah. series actually um, yeah you're right i would want to go in blind too and it has christina ritchie in it so we know um, that it at least has that you didn't like know that i knew that already but i forgot <gasps> about it because oh, shit, i think sorry, i reacted I the same way <laughs> no i want to know that <laughs> that made me watch it even more now so yeah i'll check that out um and uh, it stars Megan Fox of course as Jennifer um obviously I know her from Transformers um 
what else is she in? I mean, she's in a ton of shit. She but... was a new girl. She um, she played like a step in character when Zoe Deschanel uh she got pregnant, so they wrote Zoe Deschanel's character to go to do like a month long jury duty or whatever, and so then they replaced her with Megan Fox, which that's bizarre. It, I mean, that's it, first of all, that's a bizarre choice. It is because a bizarre choice. The storyline's a bizarre choice. So I, I like her. I guess I don't know. I don't. I have mixed feelings about her. I think she's like highly overrated. Like, and I also think she's more famous than she has a right to be. To be honest, I mean, clearly because of her looks. I mean, oh yeah, that's like the main reason. But she hasn't really been in like that much good stuff. Like, she's not. Yeah, like... she was. Oh, she was in that. What was that movie called? Jonah Hex. Oh, oh yeah, oh god, yeah, that was awful, wasn't it? Oh, that, like... fucking awful! Yeah, <laughs> I literally don't think she's been in a very in no. any really good movies. Now she that I'm thinking about it, she, no, yeah, so she's she... in a new, a newer horror film. Um, it's on. It was like a Netflix horror film, I think. Hold on, let me see. Um. Oh, it's called Till Death. Okay, so Megan Fox was in, is in a movie called Till Death that came out last year. Oh, and I think and it's a was, horror film. She was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, remake, she was April. What uh, terrible casting. Oh, I was, I was mad. Like, I Man. was furious. I was like, okay. <laughs> I probably was on a uh, level of... Uh, White people getting mad that Ariel's being played by a black girl. Yeah, she, well, she needs to be. Ginger. I feel like Come I was on. on that level of that. Come I'm like, on. no, the April, the April and you, I know, is redheaded, exactly. not Megan Fox. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess Megan Fox kind of sucks. Um, then we have Amanda Seyfried as Ooh, I Needy. Love She's in. I know her from. Big love. Les Miserables, is that how you say? I'm terrible. I, with things. I don't Les, know. Les Miserables, you know that musical that was a film. Yeah. Um and yeah, like I hate to admit it, but that musical really gets me in the feels, and I got. got super I watched like the first, first time I saw it. <laughs> few minutes of that movie, and I saw Anne Hathaway, and I thought it was like beautifully, like. It was beautiful, but it was so heavy, I just turned it off. Oh, yeah, it's heavy, man. But it's fucking... I think it's an awesome film. Um, it's another one where, like, Abby was like, oh, you need to watch this. Like, I, I, you know, she's into musicals and stuff like that. And I, like, really dragged my heels, like, trying to, like, avoid watching it. And then when I eventually did, I was like, holy fuck. I was like a mess at the end of it. I was like, that was amazing. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Um, uh, she was in the show called uh, Big Love, and it was about um, Mormons, like, and how she, her family was Mormon, and like her dad had four wives, I believe, and like he was able to build like a like he built four separate houses that all share one big backyard, and uh, and then they had like like 15 kids between the four of them and all this stuff and she was like one of the older kids and so she's really good in the show like it's funny but she's also um, mean girls right yes and yes i'm a mouse duh she's in um Mia. i haven't um, seen that it's pretty pretty bad 
um, and I like musicals. She's in, she's uh, in this movie called Chloe, and it has um, Julianne Moore and um, what's that action guy's name? Uh, crap. Liam Neeson. For some reason, I wanted to say Leslie Nielsen, and I was like, I know that's not right. <laughs> um, it also um, stars Adam Brody as Nikolai, um, the singer in the band. Uh, he whom, is obviously... I love. <laughs> he's, he's in the OC. Oh, he seems very much an Ashley pick, for sure. Oh, like, like my emo boy dream boy. <laughs> like, I... Um, just recently finished watching the OC and the whole time I'm just like if I knew a guy like that in my teens I would have just probably died for him you <laughs> yeah you, you would have let him sacrifice you oh I'd be like yes please <laughs> tie me up already <laughs> yeah obviously he plays Deputy Hoss in Scream 4 as well I know, was, and I liked him in that too. Yeah, he was great in that. Good little role for him. And he also did a voice cameo in Scream 5 as a party guest. That's right, he did. I remember reading that. Yeah, along with obviously yeah. with Matthew Lillard, who did a voice in that of um, the chrome ghost face, uh, you know, with the flame for Yeah, <laughs> they actually are selling that at uh, Spirit. Oh, the chrome I one. Need that. If you see. Oh, it, do you? Oh, it looks so good. If if I go back and they have it, I'll I'll, uh, I'll snatch it for you. That'd be amazing. Um, he he's also in Shazam, and he's in the new the upcoming Shazam too. Is he? Oh, that's cool. That that will definitely give me a reason to watch that. He's, I mean, I wanted to watch it anyways, but he's superhero Freddy. So when Freddy changes into <sighs> superhero, he's uh he's in the blue costume. <sighs> Um, he's so cute and he's aged well, very well because he looks like the little kid or the little kid looks like him rather <laughs> the curly oh, hair. Cool. Um, yeah he has aged well actually he, he's sort of like Paul Rudd in that aspect like he's oh almost just God. not aged he looks the same <laughs> like I honestly think Paul Rudd is probably one of the hottest men that have ever walked the face of the earth and he looks like Kevin in my opinion kind of <laughs> yeah, I mean Kevin's hot when but. when um when he was in Friends anyway, it's Phoebe's Phoebe's boyfriend. Yeah, I could see that. Looks a bit like Kevin. Um, he's also in Ready or Not, um, American Pie Two, and the movie that I still need to watch, uh, Promising Young Woman, which had good reviews. Oh, I know. I need to see that too. Everybody tell me that it's really good. Uh, Johnny um. Simmons is in this as Chip. He was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm-hmm. That's all I know him from. Um, um, I've seen him. I've seen him in other movies, but I can't like he always plays the exact yeah, the same, same character. character. <laughs> because just, like in Scott Pilgrim, he was uh, what is it, Little Neil or Young yeah. Neil? Young Neil, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Young Neil. Um, See, and that was another movie that was made around that time. That real hipster just. Yeah. Um, had like everybody wanted to sound like Sonic Youth, but worse. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sex bomb. You know what? I need to give that a rewatch because I've not seen that in years, and I like loved it at the time, and I bet I'll hate it now because like I think I did a rewatch fairly recent, and I was just like, oh, not <laughs> my not favorite. 
Well, that's how I felt too about like I loved Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which again was another movie around that time. Yeah. And I recently rewatched it with Kevin, and I was like, oh, this movie is very problematic, yeah. <laughs> like uncomfortably problematic. And I was like, oh, it made me it made me awkward. So I was like, I don't really like this anymore. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like stuff like this is like pretty fucking recent, and it's actually aged worse than stuff that's like twenty years older than it. Oh my god, <laughs> I know, and we'll crazy. get into that. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it also stars J.K. Simmons as the teacher with the hook for a hand for some <laughs> random loved reason. Him. Absolutely, I just no love that. Um, I love him. Like he's amazing. Oh, um, he's great. Not in he's also this, in Juno, in my opinion. <laughs> like, oh, is he? Yeah. He, he, yeah, he's the dad in Juno, and he's yeah. amazing. Like he's such a good actor, and I love him in Spider Man. Like I think yes. that was like like a character designed for him, created. Oh, yeah. He fully was, for him in he life. He was born <laughs> to play J. Jonah Jameson. Like, no one oh. else could play him. That's why they've used him again in, like, the, the new MCU films, basically. Um, they used him as the... as. Oh, shit. Have I spoiled something for you? You're not caught up? Or... Uh-uh. Oh. Well... That's okay. He it, it was, it was basically an after-credits scene. Um, but, oh, yes, he is kind of back as... JJJ. I'm just like happy that that happened because that's awesome yeah. and I'm glad Dude, that they did that. When it happened, like I literally jumped off my seat like a foot into the air in the cinema. Like I was just like, oh shit, the whole cinema just erupted. <laughs> it was like that's the best end awesome. credits scene ever. Um, uh, I'll just say that there's a scene in Don't Worry Darling mm. where every female in the entire theater yesterday was like, yes! <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And uh, you'll know exactly which one it is, too. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say I also loved J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. Have you seen that? No, but I've heard that is a fucking amazing movie. Like somebody oh. was telling me that it was like their ma- most favorite movie of all time. Dude, it's in. It's very intense. Like, but the acting in it is incredible. Like him. It has that Mark, one kid. Um... Tim and Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. He's just been in the new Top Gun as well, which he was great in. I oh all my all my female oh not only female friends but all my friends are like see him as a thirst trap for sure. Who Miles Teller? Yeah, like they like uh, drool over him in that movie. <laughs> That's funny. And I don't I don't find him attractive at all. He's got a nice mustache in it. I'll give him that. Like yeah. I am a sucker for a good tash, probably because I can't grow like, them. All my all my friends that are into men, um, like always find these actors and stuff like so hot and all this stuff, and I'm always the negative Nancy, and I'm like, ew, you know. So basically now I'm just like, oh yeah, he's attractive, yeah. You're like just like give me Adam Brody, come on. The <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where's um, where's the eyeliner? <laughs> where's Jeff Goldblum? Okay. <laughs> Or even um, Adam Driver. I find Adam Driver so beautiful. Adam? Who's Adam Driver? Uh, whiny boy from Star Wars. Um, oh, Kylo Ren. Oh, yes. Yes, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But yes, Adrian Brody, J.K. Simmons. Um, 
Oh, I was really so, surprised to see Chris Pratt show up in this. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, is he, is he got a big part? And then no, dead straight away. I was like, okay, that's weird. Obviously, he was in a, another movie recently that I didn't know that he was in. Oh shoot, I don't remember what it was though. But yeah, like I feel like back then he just made these really random cameos in <laughs> in movies and shows, and you're just like, wait, I didn't know Chris Pratt was in this. Yeah, he was just finding his way, I guess. Um, and, but the biggest surprise for me was to see Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants make an appearance. That's right. What, uh, what he scene plays was that? Jonah's dad after he's been killed, and he's like stood there shouting. And I wasn't really paying atten- yes. any attention. Like, I, and you're like, and wait, just, Patrick? I heard, I heard the voice, and I was like, Patrick? And I looked, and I was like, dude, I was like, oh my god, that's him. That's it, it was his name Bill Fagerbake or something like. It's really, really I'm not awesome. sure, but I remember watching him on Coach when I was younger, um, and then he was the dad on How I Met Your Mother. So like, anytime it's just like oh, you can't you can't have a voice like that and play a cartoon character and then go and be another movie. <laughs> like you just can't. The, like, like can that's... you imagine SpongeBob stood there? it's like yeah exactly it's like the chick who plays Luis on um bob's burgers or Mm. um do you know who i'm talking about yes okay like seeing her in shows and movies it just throws me off because she plays all these cartoon characters and stuff like that you know what's the same for me um the girl that plays meg in family guy what's her name uh, Mila kunis Mila kunis that's it literally i was such a big fan you know i mean Looking at me, you'd know I was a Family Guy fan back in the day. <laughs> I'm like prime Family, family Guy. Family Guy in South Park, right? Of course. You know, I was I was a stereo. Right. Are I, your fingers like jam. permanently Cheeto stained too? <laughs> Any adult cartoon. That's it was mu- munchy fodder, you know, Family Guy. So I used to watch a lot of Family Guy. And I, I like didn't know about her, you know, before that. Oh, you never watched person. that 70s show? No, no, I'd never seen it. So... And Abby, when I got with her, oh. she used to watch a lot of that 70s show. And she used to have it on. I'd be like, oh, my God, it's Meg. Like, that's so weird, like, seeing her. That's a person. <laughs> it's not a cartoon It's character. weird, too, because Mila Kunis is, like, stunningly gorgeous. And they make Meg out to be yeah. frumpy and ugly, even yeah. though, like, she she's not. But Yeah. She's also yeah. in um, Black Swan as well. She's really good in that. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's So let's get into this movie. Scene. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's do the synopsis and then we can do some trivia. Trivia. A newly possessed high school cheerleader turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend put an end to the horror? I don't know. Can she? Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe a bit like closing the stable door if the horse is bolted. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late. Um, yeah. So what, what what trivia have you got for us, Ashley? Just got a couple facts for everybody. Um, number one, obviously, we talked about it already. Diablo Cody also wrote Juno, but she actually wrote Jennifer's Body first. But Juno was the thing that really put her on the map. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Well, that'll come into play later when I'm talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Says that uh, Cody had actually written the screenplay in 2006, the year before Juno was uh, was filmed. Mm. Um, says Jennifer's body was originally intended to be much darker, uh, like it's supposed to be like brooding, but since 
Juno is like full of like silly kind of quips and you know just like funny quirky she decided that she wanted to like put that into the film and so she knows that like it's like a super camp campy kind of film Um, Jennifer's Body is a song from Hole I don't know so that's where the name came from yeah, it says Jennifer's Body is a song from Hole's 1994 album Live Through This. The song was conceived by Hole frontwoman Courtney Love and drummer Patty Shamel and written by Love and guitarist Eric er- er- Erlinson. So, did they name the movie and the character like after that song specifically? Kind of. It says the song's about a woman who's abducted and held captive and killed like. Oh. By being dismembered and stuff like that. So interesting. Because so um, the whole way it, it through, says, I was wondering, like, why it was called Jennifer's Body. I thought that's a weird name for the movie, considering it doesn't really that, focus too much on like her body and stuff, and like her being right, like, sexual um, or anything like that. But yeah, they based it off of a real like story. Um, it says it was based off of the real life kidnapping and abuse of someone named Colleen Stan. I've never heard of that. But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, but I can kind of figure out, like, I'll kind of, like, get into why I think it's called that, but... Yeah. Um, says that Karen Kusama set the tone for Jennifer's body by screening Evil Dead 2 for the cast, which I thought is awesome because everybody needs to see that, and I feel like... Not necessarily, like, the, it, it had... Evil Dead 2 vibes, but I could tell that probably Diablo Cody really loved that movie <laughs> or yeah. that series. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Um, let's see. Emma Stone, Amanda Bynes, Lizzie Kaplan, and Brie Larson all um, auditioned for Needy's part, played by Amanda Seyfried. Hmm. I think I would have liked a couple of them more than her to be honest oh let me see who would i have liked brie larson probably would have been good yeah i think amanda Bynes would have been good because she would have like ramped up the comedy a bit more you know because like if that's what they were she's funny like yeah yeah, she's funny um it says that the sacrifice scene with megan fox like effed up megan fox and karen kusama like they just were really just like shaken by it, but mainly because mainly Megan Fox because she had to be bound to the rock and it was like freezing and I can just imagine like just feeling so weird and scared in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh God, this piece is just the worst. Says the studio wanted Megan Fox to promote Jennifer's body on amateur adult entertainment sites. What? How? What? <laughs> they wanted her to market it to people who watch porn. They want porn. I mean, which is whatever, but like, she's supposed to be a teenager in the sh- in the movie, and that's just mm, gross. That's a weird. That's a weird choice as well. It is a weird choice, but I don't. They didn't go thing. with it because they got really like, um, negative reviews because there wasn't 
nudity, you know? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't that doesn't tie up at all. It's not that kind of crowd. <laughs> and last but not least, it looks like Diablo Diablo Cody tried to make it make a Jennifer's body like series, which not sure how that would have worked, but mm. so, was like set after this? Like with mm-hmm. or... right. hmm Yeah, I think so. Edie's body. But, the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not like a whole bunch and it's not like super fascinating, but mm, whatever. No, there's, some, there's some things in there that you've told me that make that make the movie make more sense now to me. Because I was oh, kind, yeah. of, kind of baffled by a few issues. Um so yeah, I, as you can tell, um this is my first watch. I'd I'd never seen Jennifer's body before. And I know that's weird to think because like everyone's seen this movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's obviously I've known about it forever. I've just never got around to watching it for whatever reason. Um, so obviously I thought, well, it's it's known as a good for her film, right? So mm-hmm. we'll we'll do it for this one. It'll give me a reason to watch it. So my initial thoughts, I didn't like it. I didn't think you would. I I just so I've watched a movie recently called My Best Friend's Exorcism. Now, you sent me the trailer to this. It's on Amazon Prime. I can't wait to watch it. It it just came out, and it's basically the same movie, and I didn't like it either. Oh, okay. I actually like that slightly more than this, um, Mm -hmm. because at least the comedy was good in that. Like, you'll see what I mean. Like, they really ramp up on, like, the Christian comedy, and those parts are really funny. But in this one, like, even the comedy the comedy elements weren't good. Like, I found, like, the movie, like, really tonally weird. It kind of mm-hmm. dragged out as well. It, it was, like, boring in parts. Like, I didn't find it scary. I didn't find it funny. And I didn't find it cool. I just found it very meh. Um, I just, I really struggled with it, man. And I just don't understand, like, the cult following and the high ratings that it gets. Like... Maybe because I didn't watch it in 2009, like, you know, because we've got better movies like this now, like, but yeah, it just did nothing for me. Um, I'm sad to say. I mean, I I actually figured you weren't going to like it, to be honest, because you've seen it multiple times, haven't you? Yeah, it's like my third time, I think. So you obviously like it. So what what's your mm-hmm. background with this? Why do you like it? I, you see it? I don't remember the first time I watched it. Um, let's see. I got married in two thousand nine, and he liked some horror films, so we may have watched it together with him. I'm not sure with my ex, um, obviously. But uh, I don't know. I I remember recently rewatching it because um, I watched a TikTok about like kind of going a little bit deeper into kind of the meaning behind it. And I was like, I could see that. I'm going to rewatch it and see if, like, that makes sense. And it did. But, what, and then I rewatched it yesterday. Then? What was the... Just about how, like, the metaphors are, like, you know, how, you know, rape can really traumatize the people and just, like... I don't know. It's just like a lot of that stuff, just oh, like sexual okay. assault and like. Um, I, I didn't the, even pick up on that at all. That like the over sexualizing of of teenagers, and then also like kind of the the queer baiting that they that they kind of did to advertise for the movie, which 
I feel like was really a big disservice to it because yeah, I feel like it was more of a woman empowerment movie. And I think that's what Diablo Cody was trying to portray. But put with and and I forgot to read this on. I mean, I forgot to say this on the trivia, but like Diablo Cody actually had written more graphic, like like them actually having sex in the movie instead of just making out. Um, oh, but who, she cut it out. Two which, girls? Yeah. Right. Okay. Which I think is a good idea because I feel like that would have just gone a whole totally well, different way. But yeah, I mean, this is like one of the issues the big issues that i had with it like i say i always say this about films that i don't like when i find them tonally strange like mm-hmm. it's like pick a lane like for a yeah. moment there was a real heavy theme going through like the like the the best friend like being in in, in love with her and i was like that's yes that's cool let's stick yes. with that let's see how that plays out no you know? they didn't and then yeah. they kind of dropped no and that. i see that yeah and I was just like, it was all over the place. I was just like, what? I mean, what? What is the message here? So like, this is renowned to be like a good for her movie, right? But honestly, mm-hmm. I don't see that. Like, who is it good for? Is it good for the demon that's possessed Jennifer? Like, because she's like getting back at the sex of the people that did it to her. Yes. Or is it yes, like that's what it is? Like, like all men suck. Like, because from what yeah. I saw, like the only men that sucked in this movie was the band. Like, everyone that died was innocent. Like, so I didn't really understand that. Like, but, or is it like... Yeah, I think it's more of a... It's just like... Just I know that, that eating <laughs> eating boys, you know, that's that's a whole extreme. But it's just like a, a woman basically acting like a man and taking what she wants when she wants, doesn't care what, like, she leaves in her path doesn't care about you know people's lives but it's just taking what you want acting like you're better than everybody else and i think that's kind of what it was trying to portray too it's a better Um, movie than that it's called ginger snaps like in my opinion (laughs) Um, i don't really see ginger snaps that way i see ginger snaps as it's it's like i guess it's puberty of age puberty yeah it's very symbolic in that aspect but i don't know it's just kind of i think i was expecting something more like that you know where it's like she's she's different now she's walking down the hallway in school and all the guys looking at her and but she's like dangerous and she kills people but i didn't oh, I get see that saying, yeah. from this at all it was just like i don't know it was just all over the show like i said the only men that were bad in this that i picked up on was the band who actually didn't get their just desserts until the end credits when needy hunted them down and killed them yeah so, like, is it a good for her is it good for needy? Like, I just, I don't really quite get that good for her thing in this at all. Like, it, it's almost I like know, it I wasn't think... executed. Maybe, yeah. But yeah. like I said, I, I feel like it is a good for her because I feel like, you know, I like, again, like I said, like, of course, killing men is just an extreme. But like, you know, like after something traumatizing like that happens to you, you basically just are on the edge and just want to destroy every single person in that, you know, in the male race. Um, <laughs> so that's just basically what she did. She just, yeah. but like I, I said, she I... also acted like a man too. Yeah. See, this is what's, what is getting lost on me. You know, <laughs> it's clearly, clearly not uh, marketed towards me. 
So that's that's probably why it didn't strike a chord. I mean, I? if you were like 14, you would probably love it. But yeah, since exactly. you're older, yeah. man, like <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Well, speaking like, of which, let, let's talk about the positive. So I liked the 2009 isms. Like I get, I liked seeing stuff from you know, like oh, flip phones and. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I liked uh, seeing all the all the posters. Um, see, so like posters are like. Motion City soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, four years strong, Fallout Boy. I was like, oh, that's taking me back. Um, and then the clothes and like mm-hmm. um, what, the what short po- hoodies. What posters did you did you used to have up? Oh man, um, I had Johnny Depp. I had Chevelle. I had Was series of inf- white Johnny Depp one by any chance. It is, and he's smoking a blunt. <laughs> I know the exact one. That poster was everywhere, wasn't it? it was yeah. Like Somebody had gifted stuff. it to me, <laughs> and I was brave, and I put it up on my wall, and my parents never said a thing. That's amazing. I don't think that they ever actually realized that that's what he was doing, holding. Because <laughs> I didn't even know. I thought it was a cigarette, and that's probably what they thought. And somebody was like, oh, your parents let you have this picture of Johnny Depp holding a blunt? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> of That's course. Great, that. I had. I'll, um, I'll find the picture and send it to you. Yes, do that. I had Eminem. Um, it was a poster of him, like on stage, like with the the Jason Voorhees hockey mask on. You know, and he wore like dungarees and he had the chainsaw on stage. Do you remember that? Oh, I never seen that picture. That's hilarious. Um, he used to do that when he performed live. So I had that on my wall, and I had loads of Blink One Eight Two, like lots of. Of course you did. Lots of um male nudity actually because obviously blink used to be naked all the time in a photo shoot and videos so it was eminem with like you know shirtless with a you know very very homoerotic looking with his i was uh, gonna say boy <laughs> so i just used to have like half naked men on my walls everywhere well, and then uh, no wonder my dad was like quote unquote worried about me when i started wearing makeup um <laughs> then, then i started to put posters of buffy up so so they knew it's okay it's okay i'm straight <laughs> Um, yeah the 2009 stuff was just great too and then like the else though like that i picked up on so did salty mean beautiful in 2009 because now it means something completely different i don't think so i don't know where that came from me and kevin were folding laundry and watching it and like he was like what and i was like dude i don't even know (laughs) i don't remember that at all maybe that was just a thing made up for the movie the dialogue we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> something else that didn't age well at all that made me burst out laughing was one of the quotes oh in this that um adam brody's character said and he was like don't you want to be rich and awesome like that guy from maroon five <laughs> i know when i heard that i was like oh my god did not age well especially within the last two weeks <laughs> Guess what, Adam Levine? You're not awesome. <laughs> so funny. So I've got a list of negatives here. Oh, I'm sure you go. do. I'm should sure we, you do. Let's we talk about positives a bit more. You want to talk about stuff? That yeah. Like? Um, I like Amanda Seyfried a lot, so I I really enjoy watching stuff with her in it. Um, I like the fact that it was directed by a woman. I feel like, yes, some of it fell flat, and so I don't think she quite 
got what she was trying to say out. And, um, but overall, like, I don't know, maybe it's nostalgia for me. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but I think it's a good movie. Like, I know that it's a bad movie. It's like one of those movies. Like, I know it's a bad movie, but I like it so yeah. much. Like, kind of yeah, like, um, yes, like, uh, I know what you did last summer too is not oh, a great movie. Yeah. But yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I do actually. Yeah. It's an it's an atrocious film, but it's so entertaining. Yeah. So it's it's just like on that level. Like it's yeah. it has enough like <clears throat> spookiness and blood mm-hmm. to like keep me entertained, I guess. I think I was I had very high expectations for this. I think that oh, was no. a problem as well, you know, because it I should have just... told you not to have expect- high expectations. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's everywhere, though. It, you know, it's been like it's, it's yeah, almost, it's almost meme level. But you see, like, it's really quotable, isn't it? You see the quotes everywhere. You see, uh, you know, screenshots of it everywhere of the movie. So I was like, well, this must well, be see... a good, a good horror film then, because it's just yeah. so famous, you know. Um, so I was expecting something way better than what I got. Um, so I guess that was a bit jarring for me. Um, yeah, I think I think people really enjoyed it because, I mean, obviously Megan Megan Fox is conventionally attractive, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think because it was someone like Megan Fox that looks like that with just like you know, a demonic face or blood all over her. I think that really, like, grasped people's attention for the movie. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that there's, like, a lot of movies out there that have, like, semi-conventionally, like, women in them. But, like, I don't know. There's just, like, something about Megan Fox that I think people think she's, like, top-tier hotness. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's the caliber, isn't it? Because she was super famous at this point. Exactly, so, like, yeah. Yeah, I thought... It's the aesthetic of it as well. So, but I've always thought she was a weird actress in general. Like, I never really cared for her as an actress. I don't think she's really that good, to be honest. Like, I feel yeah. she she feel, she she kind of acts kind of flat. She doesn't have yeah. a lot of like range. No, no, I totally agree. Um, um it, I don't like saying this, but it, you know, her career is obviously carried by her looks. You know. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. And, and I don't want to, you know, irreversibly like body shame someone for being too attractive because that's just right as up as the other way. Well, but, it's yeah, it's funny that you say that though because talented actor. Yeah, no, she's not because I was reading something, but I don't think it was true. Um, it was said that, that like she had lost a whole bunch of weight or like fifteen pounds for this, um, part, and like oh. she was ninety-seven pounds. That's what they say. She didn't look 97 pounds to me, though. I feel like 97 pounds would be very sickly, like super sickly looking on somebody her height. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But me and Kevin and one of our friends were like, oh, my God, like, that's really too skinny, blah, blah, blah. And like just talking about it. And then Kevin gets up and he's like, now, wait a second. Like, why would it be okay for us to talk about somebody who's like extremely skinny and not be able to talk about somebody who was like, you know, whatever, plus size. And I was like, you're right. I was yeah, like, if, if we, you want to be a body positive person, you have to be a body positive on both ends of the spectrum and in between. Like, you can't just pick and choose 
Yeah, like, you can have an eating disorder for both sides of that. So Right, exactly. And I was like, that's really, I was like, thank you for pointing that out, Kevin. I was like, you are absolutely correct. Okay. <laughs> I was like, we have to go back and change our thinking and like, remember that, you know, like, absolutely. it's the same. So anyways. Um, but, can I go in my list of negatives now? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> so I don't like the way that it's a non-linear narrative like i'm not a fan of that style of storytelling at all mm. you're like jumping yeah. from like a starts with it like a present day then it goes to a flashback and then it kind of went to slightly after the flashback and then back to mm-hmm. almost present day i was just like where are we now that was very <laughs> confusing to, i'm a simple man i like things linear so i didn't like that and i also don't I like can, yeah i can see how that's annoying I also don't like voiceover narrations in movies. Like, like you mentioned earlier, it, How I Met Your Mother. Like that kind of, I, I just, I just really don't like that Wonder Years thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, I, I feel like it, it does throw it off a little bit. Um, the only time it works for that is like Fight Club. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not really a fan of that in general. Um, I didn't like the score. I thought the score felt really off. Like there were scenes where it sounded like a cop drama and then there was scenes where there was like no score at all it was just silence mm-hmm. but not when it was like trying to build suspense like but it was scenes where it needed something there and i was like what's going on why is it so quiet <laughs> so, yeah like, the score was not good to me i'll just say this about don't worry darling though but i think you're gonna love the score oh i'm sure it will <laughs> i think that you're gonna love the score awesome um, and I'll tell you why after you watch it. Okay. I didn't like the soundtrack either. I know. Oh, yeah. It was like, trash. Well, like, all of those songs. Trash. Well, I, mean, I was like. First of all, like, you've got All Time Low, Cobra Starship, <laughs> Hole, Panic at the Disco, Dashboard Confessional, Screeching Weasel, Cute is What We Aim For, Hayley Williams, The Sword. You know, on paper, that looks like a pretty good compilation. Right, um, exactly. I mean, you've got Florence and the Machine in there, which I do not like at all, but that's just me. Uh, but for I me, I like... Don't. I used to be obsessed with her, but I don't care for her music anymore. I don't know what changed, but yeah. But for me, they used, like, the wrong kind of songs for the wrong parts. It was just, mm-hmm. like, someone I agree. edited it blindfold, and we just like, right, just pop that in there, pop that in there, pop that in there. I was like, this doesn't go to this scene at all. What is going on? <laughs> Um, oh, it's just confused the fuck out of me and then we've got that weird bands that um the fella that you like's in low shoulder they were called so, so they're actually based off of a real band yeah um they're called, but adrian brody's not the real singer at this point they were called no country um, yeah and, the and now they're called like someone called ryan Lev- levine is that right yeah and mm-hmm. now they're called wilding um yeah so i, I know nothing about this band or this singer um, but when it first started up, you know, and they played in, in the club in the first the first bit, I was like, oh, they're playing like the Killers. It sounded like a Killers song, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, this is kind of lame. And then like the chorus hit, and I was like, whoa, this is fucking good. And, like, <laughs> and then it went back, and I was like, no, nah, this is shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like really weird. Um, so yeah, just like the tone, the music was all over the place. It just didn't know what it wanted to be. Um, yeah, there was just lots of different themes running through. It was like comedy, horror, and then serious, and then campy again. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a bit of mystery in it. And then it felt like it was like parody at some point. But then it went straight back to like playing it straight. 
So I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, I feel like there is, like, a lot of unnecessary things in the movie. And a lot of unnecessary dialogue in the movie. I, for one, never heard anybody talk, like, the way Megan Fox talked. Yeah, the dialogue was so cringe. It was just, like, overly... Like, I knew girls like that, but I think most of the girls that I knew, and I'm by that, I mean, like, who people thought were, quote-unquote, slutty. That's what I mean, like, um, but I knew, I knew people like that who, but they were, like, 18 plus. I never actually knew, like, teenagers that were like that, because to me, in my head... I would have, like, that would have been a red flag. Like, yeah, I mean, of course we all talked about it, like, being teenagers and stuff. Like, you do. But, like, that extreme, you know what I mean? Like, See, I didn't even get her character. Like, was she meant to be the slutty girl? Because yes. why on earth would the singer in that band be like, oh, she's a virgin? Like, if... I know he was like, oh, it's like reverse psychology or whatever, but... Well, he said also, too, that, like, he's like, girl... Oh, yeah, is that what you were saying? Where, like, girls like that... yeah. Pretend to be, yeah, like, pretend to be um, experienced. A very very bold assumption, a very quick snap decision when something so important relied on it. Like, they're literally thinking about Exactly, yes. (laughs) I was like, dude, you need to do a bit more research into this. I mean, clearly, you know, the girl that she's with is more likely to be a virgin. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But Um, they, they were really just didn't seem like... (laughs) <laughs> like they were too bright <laughs> Absolutely um, not. you know um something else that i found confusing was the visions that she kept seeing like why was she able to like see visions of jennifer like are they like because she had uh she was connected to jennifer she had sucked her blood whenever she was a kid remember oh, that scene no absolutely not <laughs> yeah no i must have been on the she has a flashback of her and <laughs> Um, Jennifer in like a sandbox or something and they're like playing and then Jennifer gets like a prick on her hand and um, blood comes out and then Needy sucks the blood out of her hand right so, so she cool. has like a that's connection strange. a connection to her so like she's and and some you know what to be honest when you're like that because I had a like I have a best friend who I was that close with at you know in a teenager and like i would always know when something was off like always so i mean it of, is I th- when you're in the middle of having sex you'd see it sat on the end of your bed looking like a demon. okay no <laughs> but i like i did like the way they made her look in that scene i thought yeah. that was like Ag- the coolest agreed. agreed coolest part of the whole movie probably yeah it was creepy and they should have ramped that up like you were saying earlier about the writer like changing the way she'd wrote the movie I wish yeah. she didn't. I wish she'd gone full out scary, dark horror because this movie would have worked then. Because I feel like, uh, I totally agree. I I do like the fact that it's campy and just like kind of silly and like just over the top. I really do. I like this movie a lot, but I feel like I could appreciate it a lot more if it was like super dark because I feel like I appreciate the original Evil Dead, but and and I think it's a great film. I'm not bashing that at all. Like, it's all-time best horror film. Um, but the newer Evil Dead really kind of, I think, captured what the other, you know, person was trying to capture. 
And I know you're not going to watch it because it's super bloody, but... I might at some point, because that's a bold statement. Because, like you say, Evil Dead, like, original, like, it's unbeatable. You know, like, how... Can you but it was that? so campy and, and goofy. Like, and and it's the same it's thing, so like... It's scary, though. Like, it's not even... Like, it's almost accidentally campy and goofy. Because it's a genuinely scary film. That. Yeah, but the newer one is very genuine well to me at least it's genuinely scary like even kevin but i mean it's one of the bloodiest movies of all time too um i've just got a note here that um that just says that considering that this came from an oscar-winning writer i've put this movie's script is piss poor um but now i I understand why that is because it was modified so much i guess and changed to a different style so that makes sense yeah Um, and it's probably hard for like people to really know the exact lingo for teenagers if you're not a teenager. Yeah, I mean, but even me, as a teenager, I don't. I, don't, I, don't even, I didn't know. I don't know the corn song, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I really like the fact that in the end, Needy had to be the one to like end it, quote unquote, you know, because she really didn't. But um. Uh, by the way, I apologize, everybody, if you heard Kevin screaming. Um, I think his team just won again. <laughs> I so thought that he's... was your cat then. <laughs> no, that was Kevin. But yeah, so. I, but my dislikes, I guess, were more like kind of, I'm on the same level as you. Like, I get where you're coming from. Like, I see that. But I think, um, I just think it's a really fun movie. I really think, like, it's. It's sort of diet spooky. It's something that you could probably like work somebody up who's a little bit scared of like the the demon side of things. Oh, you could yeah, work yeah. up to it. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's like extreme. Like I remember when I watched it, it was before I really watched a lot of horrors, and I wasn't really that scared of it. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, There's but, too much like, fucking demon puke in this for me. That's one thing that I really don't like. I don't like it, yeah. you know, like, gore. Like, it's the same for me with, like, puke. Like, that that scene in Trick or Treat, like, I fucking hate that. I just can't hack it. So there's too much demon puke in this as well. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> um, what scene in Trick or Treat? Where, where the kid, he's sat on the step with the kid, and it's just all the vomit. Oh, that's right. Um, I hate it. Uh, I've got oh, yeah, I know that. I can't says, do that, too. Um... We saw a preview yesterday for some movie where, like, these people are invited to go to, like, this private chef's house. I don't know really what happens, but, like, in the preview, like, there's a scene and, like, literally every single person in that scene is just vomiting. I was like, we'll not be watching that film at all. Thank you for putting that in the previews. Like... I can't do it. Like, it makes me queasy. Um, that scene in the Goonies, whenever, um, what's it? <laughs> Chunk. You know, uh, Chunk is talking about like how pretending. he threw up at the movie theaters yeah, like, and everybody. Whoa. And I just, <laughs> I cannot with that scene. I mean, it is funny that. Um, but that actually happens in the trailer for My Best Friend's Exorcism as well. So I knew that was coming in that movie. So I was prepared. Yeah, well, usually exorcism movies have. Yeah, usually, yeah, usually demons, exorcism, you get puking. I mean, the all-time puking scene is obviously The Exorcist. And I'm okay with that because it's really great and looks cool. And not like, it doesn't look mm-hmm. like real real vomit. It looks more like snot, to be honest. 
Um, but when it looks like realistic, I mean, this one was like black spikes. It, it, it was kind of unrealistic, so I could deal with that. But when it looks like, I don't know, vegetable soup, no, I can't fuck with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've also got a note here that says that there was a lot of cringy stuff like, the sex scenes were really cringe. And oh, like, yeah, terrible. To watch. Like, I'm usually okay yeah. with that kind of stuff. Like, it doesn't phase me, but this one, I was like, oof. This yeah, no, just... this one was, was <laughs> it, it is very uncomfortable. But the thing is, is kind of, does kind of come off weird. Let me see how I can say this. When teenagers are portrayed having sex on in movies or in TV shows, it's always, like, most of the time, for some reason, it's like, beautiful and oh, like yeah. sensual and everything like that but yeah, as a like, teenager like... i'm <sighs> okay anyways i just like just, really like just awkward as this conversation <laughs> yes <laughs> um but yeah really? so like seeing it awkward is like better and <sighs> i'd rather not see it at all i guess to say that but it's just like makes people feel better i think because it's awkward and it's not like supposed to be like extremely hot or whatever you know what i mean yeah, it wasn't that um sorry i didn't mean I, to get super awkward on that i also didn't like all the um making fun of goths shit like that's just like what is this like it well it didn't like offend me or anything i just didn't find <laughs> it funny i was just like this isn't funny why are you why are you doing this like why are the goths the target here why is this the punchline <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a weird one um what about favorite scene for you would you like the best scene um i like all the scenes when megan fox looks just downright evil just mm-hmm. like when she walks into Needy's house after she, this, the uh, succubus um, enters her. And uh, I really like that scene. Yeah. Except for the vomiting, obviously. But um, the awkward scene between her and Chip. And then she looks over and sees Jennifer, like, crouched, real creepy-like. Yeah, that was a cool little shot. That, yeah, I mean... Mine is probably the iconic shot of her, like, burning her tongue with the light. Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, because... It's just pretty cool the way that... It looked quite realistic, like, the way it just sings Mm -hmm. that tongue. I was like, that looks real. I like the sound. Yeah, it crackled. Um, And obviously, I mean, that lesbian kiss was so hot, you've got to admit. Like, (laughs) I was going to say, reading about it, like, Amanda Seyfried had talked about how, like hot it was to do that scene with her Fuck. i mean like, you felt how, it like, do you know what i mean i mean usually you don't really get much from like scenes like that like you don't feel any sort of mm-hmm. chemistry or anything like that and, but this one it was really fucking hot wasn't it it was just like oh my god yeah i mean because <laughs> obviously obviously needy is in love with jennifer like it's yeah. it's it's blatant and for some all reason of, she thinks that, that she needs to be through. with <laughs> i mean <laughs> Yeah, like I should they should have ramped it up. It, they should have made it, this movie really really queer and really it like would have been so great, honestly, yeah. I feel like. But like I past. I I can talk about like an, just one more negative or well, the main negative that I have about this movie obviously. I've kind of already talked about it, but it's just like the over over sexualization of her being a teenager and even in like the netflix or no it was was it amazon prime that i watched it on anyways whatever i was watching it on had like sexy high school student 
Huh? It's actually on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I was like, sexy high school student, Jennifer, check, blah, blah, blah. And I was like. <laughs> Those three words. <laughs> I was like, that's who, that's horrible. <laughs> and, and like you said earlier, like for some reason, like 2000, like probably like eight to like 2012, just. No, probably even past. No, I think 2012 was when The Office ended. And The Office has a lot of stuff that didn't age well either. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that, that was a time. <laughs> um, favorite kill? Um, I couldn't think of any because they all kind of happened off screen mostly. Yeah. I mean, I guess. If, if anything, kill? it would be it would be Jennifer's kill. Yeah, because that's, again, an iconic line by tit. So yeah. Um, favorite um, I like I like. Huh. Uh, so favorite character. Jennifer. Um. I guess. Yeah, I think Jennifer would probably be the best. I feel like needy. I I like I said I like Jen- Jennifer or not Jennifer. Sorry, Amanda Seyfried and stuff. But like needy just didn't have much to her, and and that was the point. You know, I think that yeah. was really the main point until the end, whenever she like. For some reason decided that she wanted to become a badass so yeah i didn't get that either i was just the whole prison thing well, like just no it, it's because the demon went inside of her oh okay i get it now see it's yeah because that. she i think because she had, she had either like because she, she had part of megan fox's a... blood in her or something something it, happened and, and it was about because she was bitten by her but she survived yes that's what it was like succubus and like transfer right so it it went into her so that's why she went to prison and that's why she was able to escape and that's why blah 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 blah. so final thoughts um i was very disappointed i didn't i'm sorry uh i find this to be a total skippable film like i wouldn't recommend it to anyone really i just don't find it fun or scary or funny. I just, it's just not really anything. Like, it's just a below average horror film, in my opinion. And I'd never watch it again. Um, I'm not sure if, like, if it's a female thing about, like, I see the, I see the women empowerment in this movie. I know yeah, you don't, but I, just, I see yeah, it. Didn't get it at all. And I, I see the, sort of not necessarily the metaphor because i mean obviously men kidnap women and kill them all the time um but i feel like it really was like a metaphor for like um being you know sexually assaulted or whatever because i think a lot of you know like trauma always shows itself as different things in different people and this could that that like part of what she's doing is part of like you know her trauma and yeah. obviously the demon, but I think a lot of it is just like, you know, it's, it's like, um, that famous, what is her name? The famous serial, the woman serial killer. Um, what's her name? The one that was in the movie with Christina Ritchie monster. Yeah. I've forgotten her name. I, I can't remember. Um, but anyways, like, it's like that. It's like one, one man, yeah. maybe not one man, but you know, like, one quote unquote one man hurt them and then they just took out their revenge on all these other men. Um a woman I mean scorned? That, is that the same? Yeah, woman scorn, yes. I feel like it's the same as a good for her type deal. Because I mean, even in like Carrie, like 
um, the teacher was nice to her, and yet the teacher still died. You know, like yeah, it's how, just. However, in her vision, in her head, yes, yeah, oh, they're the, all going to laugh at you. The, teacher the teacher's was laughing. laughing at her. Yeah, but it's just like I think in it's the, just one in of those the remake, things. She actually saves the teacher. She like thinks twice about it. Um, which the we'll two thousand two remake? No, the two thousand thirteen one. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, yeah you're right. We'll, she we'll does save the teacher. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess unless you've got anything more to say, we should wrap up this episode. Yeah, no, not much. Um, shout out to our wonderful supporters: Field Mouse, John, Nicole, Ryan, Peter, Vincent, Tom, Wade, and Ash, and of course our show producer Kyle. We love you all very much. Thank <laughs> we you. We love you so much. You rule. And you can also go and support the show over on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/HorrorHomeschool. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, we've got so much stuff over there at the moment. Friday Thirteenth fan film reviews, interviews with the creators of those movies, um, even more Jason content on our Friday Thirteenth <laughs> wrap up where we do the best and worst of the franchise. We've got a two-hour-long spoiler review of Stranger Things season four, uh, Mike Flanagan's Netflix miniseries <gasps> and that oh, yeah. Um the uh, we've got an upcoming one on the twilight zone we're going to be covering the twilight zone series yes. episode by episode and our scary stories uh spin-off show a paranormal spin-off called scary stories to tell in the pod and where we get spooky with all special guests retelling their paranormal encounters got a new one of those on the way too and yeah so if any of you guys sorry i just want to no, say go on yeah yeah if any of you guys out. have stories please reach out if you want just to send us the story and have us read it we can or if you want um to come on and talk about it you can yeah we're looking for new guests for that spin-off show so if you've been haunted if you had any little experience last night yeah cryptids you know black-eyed children anything skinwalkers yeah anything weird there's something strange in your neighborhood and who you're gonna call our homeschool (laughs) I, I want to talk to people who believe that they have seen angels because I feel like I have at one point. Wow. That's an interesting so, one. We'll be able yeah. To do that. Um, so, yeah. So we've got so much stuff on, on there. If you like what we're doing on the main show and you just can't get enough of us twice monthly, then you get double that on the Patreon. Uh, sometimes we put out three episodes on there a month. So go over there. You only have to give us a dollar. It's a pay what you want, but dollars the minimum. And yeah, you just get all that instant instant access to all that extra episodes. Um, so what is next for the main show? We will be taking a short break in our Good For Her season. As next episode, we will be covering the highly anticipated Halloween Ends. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't wait to talk about with you. I'm sure it's going to be an interesting episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are going to talk <laughs> there's going to be a lot of talking i'm sure definitely um good for her season will resume in november where we will be closing it out with a carry special double feature we're talking about the original 1976 movie and the 2013 remake so make sure you come back and join us for that as always go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything including all of our socials the patreon and where you can listen to the show and merch We've got some good for her shirts up on there. We've done a little um, little thing about that. We're trying to get some more uploaded, but T Public has been a bitch at the moment for some reason. So 
<laughs> watch this space. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try but, and figure that out. Yeah, T Public, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but there is some stuff up there to buy now. There's a Midsummer Good for Her one. We're trying to get a Love Witch one up, and we're going to get one up for this movie as well, Jennifer's Body one. Uh, so all going well. That'll be up there when this episode comes out. But like I say, watch this space. You can still get all the old merch on there at the moment. Um, yeah, that's basically it. So send in your comments and questions. Feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us, contact horrorhomeschool at gmail.com. Personal social media stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me at underscore Babraham Lincoln underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, I am God. <laughs>